welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. I'm so excited today to bring you a, another interview with Hallmark Talent. Today I am talking with uh, actress Stephanie Moroz. And Stephanie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So what we like to do with our guests is we like to give you a chance to introduce yourself and to tell us what inspired you to get into acting. Okay. Well, it's probably a number of factors, but um, my name is Stephanie Morose, and I'm currently based in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. My acting journey began, I was about five or six, and I was kind of one of those kids that just had a lot of energy, was always chatting. And one of my teachers in the first grade uh, talked to my mom and said, you know, she's got a lot of energy. You should maybe think about putting her in some drama classes. So uh, my mom did that, and I basically took classes all through um, my childhood and studied in uh, high school, and then I uh, pursued a theater studies uh, in Vancouver, BC, and basically the rest is, the rest is history. That's great. Uh, yeah. so did you do a lot of plays growing up like in high school and stuff I like did. that? Yes, I definitely did a lot of plays, a lot of musicals, kind of varied between, you know, shows that I would write with friends and then, you know, kind of more professional ones, did a lot of Shakespeare and then uh, got into film and TV when I lived out West uh, and then started mm -hmm. doing the Christmas movies when I uh, relocated back to Winnipeg. Uh, what were some of the early plays that you did that stood out? Okay, let me think. Um, we did one. Uh, I remember I was in a version of Noah and the Ark, oh. and I was yes, I was a storm. <laughs> I was a storm dancer, oh. um, which meant I came out and you know created the storm. So that's one of my earliest <laughs> memories. Um, I also did Jonah and the Whale. I remember doing that one and being in the you know the belly of this giant whale. Was that and a church that you did? You know what? It wasn't a church. It was a school that I went to. It was a religious school. Oh, okay. And so they did like, you know, Bible based plays. Uh -huh. um, and then, yeah, in theater school, we used to, we used to write our own and I'm trying to remember some of my earliest memories, but there's definitely been some, uh, some good, good shows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. On your IMDb, it's, it's talked about your stage work and stage performing and particularly yeah. Shakespeare and so I was curious, is that something you still do or? Uh... Um, it is, yeah, I still, uh, I still work in theater uh, in Winnipeg. The last, I did mostly my professional work out in Vancouver for theater, but I did a lot of, um, uh, I did The Importance of Being Earnest. So I've done a lot of kind of classic British plays and that sort of style of comedy has always appealed to me. So yeah, I still work uh, out here in Winnipeg. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what do you think makes like Shakespeare uh, so timeless as far as even, you know, with, especially with the old language, still being able to connect with modern, modern audiences. Right. So. Um, I think there's something to be said just about kind of the classic storylines and the really, really mm -hmm. strong characters and interesting characters that sort of transcends time that even if the language is a bit, you know, different than how we speak today, that that connection between characters is so universal. And um, I think I just had, I had some really good teachers in high school that made it, you know, sort of approachable. When you start understanding the jokes and the humor and everything behind it and just the poetry, I think it, I think it's more accessible than maybe people give it credit for. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, it's a testament that they're still remaking it and, you know, doing all these films today, remakes of Shakespeare. So mm -hmm. yeah, it stood the, stood the test of time. 
yeah it's really incredible those those uh touch pieces that just they seem to be relevant in almost any era uh yeah i've, I've said for a long time that i think all romantic comedies are based on either uh, pride and prejudice or yeah. <laughs> much ado about nothing well, yep. do have nothing but anything even more taming of the shrew. The whole idea yeah. of so many romantic comedies, you see the idea of like the bet or the wager or yeah. the, that kind of gimmick of kind of thing, which you see in Taming of the Shrew. Uh, oh, definitely. And, uh, and, and, you know, and then Pride and Prejudice, obviously, you're sort of your opposites attract. Yeah. Oh, completely. Yeah. That's the like movie. the Bridget Jones diary. Yeah. I mean, that you one's know. a literal adaptation, basically. Yeah. <laughs> But true, <laughs> there are ones that are a little more subtle. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, the thing that so many romantic comedies get wrong about the opposites attract kind of a thing with uh, Pride and Prejudice is that is that in Pride and Prejudice, the, the they just don't like each other, Elizabeth and Darcy. Yeah, everybody around them loves them. They are beloved, you know, so you, you know that they are good people. And that's the problem with a lot of uh, bad romantic comedies is that you don't even like the people. They're just, it's not just that they don't get along with each other. It's that they're just miserable human beings. And so you don't want yeah. them to be happy. Really You're point. not invested in their relationship. Yeah. And, and, and so I think that's, that's the tricky kind of balance to, yeah. you're going to do that kind of story is uh, is to kind of keep the characters likable but they just don't happen to get along but you know yeah, of definitely. course yeah. they will get along <laughs> if they were just stop being so stubborn yeah exactly <laughs> if they would only see their you know realize yeah. their true connection but no that's yeah. a good point yeah yeah did you watch a, a lot of movies uh, growing up? Were you a, a big movie? Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, I, I was raised on, I mean, a lot, all the Disney movies for sure as a kid. Mm -hmm. Like I grew up with The Little Mermaid and Aladdin, oh. The Lion King. It was kind of a really great era. Yeah. Um, I mean, Disney's always, you know, got some really strong work, but I particularly remember those movies as being yeah. very formative. And yeah, and, and even watching, I remember, I don't know what it was like in, in the States, but in Canada on Sunday night, they used to have like the Disney uh, kind of family movie. Right. That would always be. And sometimes they would be, you know, the classic ones like um, Mary Poppins or Chitty Chitty Bang Bang or something yeah. along those lines. And I remember uh, growing up with those as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I remember wanting to be an actor. I was pretty young. I was probably about five or six when I first said, I want to do what they do, you know, because mm -hmm. it just looks so much, like so much fun. So yeah yeah it's the same the disney renaissance in the 90s was really uh, uh really impactful on my life as well and in fact little mermaid is really the first music and movie that i ever really fell in love with that i was very attached to and i actually just got to see it uh they had it at the amc did a um I got to see Beauty and the Beast and The Little Mermaid on the big oh. screen at the AMC. Uh, they did a, a little series where you could watch a bunch oh. of the princess movies. Yeah. And it holds yeah. up. It holds up. It's they definitely hold up. A hundred percent. The songs in Little Mermaid, oh, the storyline. Oh. Yeah, I actually, I, I mean, I loved Ariel, but I was also really into Ursula's song. Yeah, um, yeah. I kind of always liked being the villain, which I actually I haven't gotten a chance to play that many villains, but um, yeah, I was definitely drawn to her 
her character. Yeah, I know. And Disney has really moved away from villain, like outright villains. Uh, the last since since Tangled, they haven't really they haven't had a villain song. First of all, since Tangled, and they haven't oh. had uh, an outright like it's always sort of a surprise villain, whether it's Hans and Frozen or Mary. Yeah. You know, the they're like, and, yeah, they're misunderstood, but they're not really like, yeah, like Bellwether and Zootopia is a surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with something like Lotso in Toy Story 3, surprise villain. Right. Uh, and I, I, I'm ready for, I'm, I'm kind of hopeful that maybe Frozen 2 will get like that dishy villain, but we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. But, well, we know. can hope. We can hope. Yeah. I'm definitely yeah. we got i mean i guess as close as we've gotten is maybe uh the shiny the um the crab the giant crab in moana uh was, oh, yeah. was uh, uh kind of a outright villain but it was just only in one scene uh yeah, but, actually, uh, I moana i know the music but i i haven't oh, actually watched it's pretty good i like mm-hmm. it but uh but yeah i don't know i miss i love i love ursula and scar they're they're my two oh, favorite scar. yeah that's a good one. isn't that jeremy yeah. irons yeah that's great yeah. yeah much better than than this recent one in my opinion <laughs> i haven't even seen so, it <laughs> no good <laughs> no good so anyway that's really interesting and yeah the uh so your first role for Hallmark was in A Dream of Christmas. Yes. And uh, how did you end up getting uh, that, first, that first role? Um, I'd actually just moved back to Winnipeg, and it was my first audition back. And uh, I went into the room, and I was really excited. I, I wasn't super nervous for whatever reason that day, and it ended up just going really well. And mm-hmm. it was kind of one of those auditions that I left feeling like, oh, that that felt really fun and felt really good. And then a couple weeks later, I, I had a kind of a meet and greet with the director. Um, I was relatively new to film and TV and I had mm-hmm. done mostly theater work. So he just kind of wanted to, you know, see what my previous work was like and get to know me a little bit. And then I was offered the role and it was, I was kind of just brand new back living in Winnipeg. And that was one of my first experiences back, which was so much fun. Mm-hmm getting to work with um, Nikki Deloach and Andrew Walker, who I think I've now done for yeah, Christmas. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Is that yeah. just completely random or are you guys like <laughs> BFFs or what? We, we, are, we, are, we are good buddies. Um, Andrew is awesome. Um, yeah. It's that uh, we work with Gary Yates, who's the director of okay. a number of uh, movies. And yeah, he's kind of joined us up in a lot of them, which has been really fun. And so I've gotten to play his sister and his kind of work rival and then uh one movie we didn't really know each other and then uh which one and then yeah his sister and i think i'm forgetting one maybe it's been three four but no you've been in four, four, five, four well, right including, okay. <laughs> including the new one i guess the new one that's the one i'm yeah. forgetting so yeah then <laughs> the, the mary and bright mary and bright coming yeah, up this yeah. um, november november 2nd or november 3rd um uh, second November 2nd. Perfect. You never know with Hallmark. <laughs> you just yes. have to like turn in, there'll be a movie. Exactly. <laughs> oh, the exactly. schedule changes so much. <laughs> okay. I knew it was the beginning of the month. So, <laughs> yeah, looking forward to it. And yeah, yeah he comes and uh, they're filmed. The ones we've done together have been in Winnipeg. So I've showed him a bit of the city and we've uh-huh. watched some 
hockey games, Winnipeg Jets, and mm. he's basically like an honorary Winnipegger now that he comes here so much. So. <laughs> That's good. Because he's yeah. from, I mean, I think he lives in Vancouver now. From, but, he's from yeah. Montreal, Montreal originally. Yeah. yeah, so he yeah. knows the golden <laughs> Canadian winters and all that, so... Because we interviewed him, and I was, I was really excited to learn that he knew how to speak French. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the perfect man here. He's handsome. Yeah. He knows how to speak French. He's like... Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny. Uh, well, yeah, because the dream of Christmas is an interesting one because it's a little bit more... Uh, I don't know, like a little more flight of fancy, maybe, I don't know if totally. that's the correct word, word then, because a lot of these are just typical, we're going to plan a party together, and yeah. in, in this one, A Dream of Christmas, it's it's got a little bit more of a kind of, fan, not fantasy really, but like, it's an interesting kind of idea of her yeah. kind of scene, it's sort of, a, it's a wonderful life kind of type idea. Definitely. Yeah, I know that I know that was definitely um, an, an inspiration for the movie as it's yeah. a wonderful life. And yeah, just sort of that, I don't want to call it an alternate universe, but yeah, yeah. That's a little more abstract, a little more. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Yeah, kind mm-hmm. of an alternate reality. Yeah. I was actually mm-hmm. talking about my character with somebody recently, and we discovered that because uh, Nikki's character wakes up, uh, Penny wakes up eventually, or you know, comes out of whatever state she was in. Uh-huh. And does my character really even exist? Because I was only in the dream world. Uh, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, we had some alternate theories that I'm actually her boss in the real world. But oh. you know, we didn't get to see that version. That's pretty meta. I know, I know. We went, we went pretty deep with it. <laughs> there could be, you know, it's like the many worlds theory, you know, in physics. Exactly. There could be exactly. multiple versions of you living multiple lives <laughs> I, I think so because yeah. i think it makes sense that she's the assistant in one and then in the other world would be boss yeah so. <laughs> it could be like being john malkovich where you're just like <laughs> now we're getting really intense yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it'd be good Good. Yeah, that's funny. Um, so you were in Snowden Christmas was your next one with Andrew. Yeah. That is one of our favorites. We oh uh, yeah, we love, love it too. that one. Yeah, <laughs> and it has so many sweet moments and like their chemistry was was really great. And, yeah, yeah. I I love also that they did the little music video. I think that's so fun. yes. Mm-hmm. I know, and Joy is such a talented singer. It was so nice that. You know, she got to showcase that in the movie too a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And hearing it, I didn't, I didn't even know that Andrew could sing. So there you go. Well, I don't think he even knew he could sing. He was, <laughs> he was saying <laughs> well, in our interview. Comfort zone a little. Yeah, I think that's what she was like. You could do it. You could do it. Yeah, that was the impression I got from our, uh, for our, uh, in, during our interview. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. if you if you just looked at the uh, the bare bones of the story it feels like oh we've seen this story so many times but it was is one of those examples of it's just executed so well with such Mm -hmm. great chemistry that it really works very well i i agree i i had the same yeah same impression Mm -hmm. and um i think i I really liked i mean i loved working with andrew and all of them but in that one particularly the brother sister dynamic i think we really liked exploring because i'd say that's kind of probably what we're like in real life is like feels like he's my big brother Mm -hmm. so that was fun to kind of play that little 
I don't know, not rivalry, but just sort of teasing kind of, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, banter. That was really fun. Yeah, that is cool. We'd like to take a second from our interview with Stephanie and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It is the folks at Glamour Box. Glamour, it's a jewelry box subscription service. And right now you can save $5 off on your first month subscription. Go to GlamourJewelryBox.com and use code Hallmarkies during checkout. And what you do is it's always hard to find that perfect accessory for your outfit and with glamour box you get three pieces sent to you each month and they're affordable they're very beautiful and they're carefully chosen it's it's a necklace a bracelet and earrings uh, so i was really impressed with the quality of the jewelry that was sent to me uh, especially the necklace and the necklace was nice and long which is what i need a lot of times necklaces are too too short for my taste and so that was nice it makes a really fun a little surprise every month that you get in your mailbox and so it's five dollars off on your first month subscription go to glamourjewelrybox.com use code hallmarkies during checkout and you'll have a great deal and uh, i think you'll really enjoy it so then at christmas in tennessee mm -hmm. also with andrew on it and yeah <laughs> And this was Rachel Boston. So, and this did really have a lovely cast uh, yeah. in this one. And Patricia Richardson, Caroline Ray. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Were you just in the town or what was your role in that one? Uh, I was uh, his kind of his colleague. Um, oh. Yeah, I was not really his assistant. It was more like I was his junior associate. Oh, that's and, right. And I kind of had some ideas and I ended up sort of, a little bit of the villain in that one, actually, because I'm mm -hmm. the one who forges a signature and oh, I kind of right. do some shady business dealings. Um, <laughs> so that was that was a really fun fun one to play. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You, you're very underhanded, especially considering it's Christmas time. I don't know what you're thinking. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be a subtle a subtle villain at Christmas time. Yeah, right? <laughs> you gotta play charming, but yeah. That was great. Uh, and the music in that one too was really nice. And yeah. Um, yeah. True. Uh, so then uh, you were in a, a movie earlier this year for Lifetime uh, called I'm Somebody's Child, mm -hmm. Jimmy Louise story. And you said you were one of the nurses. Yes. So those nurses were the worst. <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> so I just wondering what that was like. To fair. I was one of the nicer nurses. Okay. There were moments of connection between me and Regina Louise, okay. but definitely um, my yeah my my colleague she she was kind of a nurse ratchet type. Yeah, I know. That's why I was thinking when I'm watching, I'm like nurse ratchet is running the oh running this hospital. Yeah. And I think the director was like, okay, let's make your character a little softer, just so we have a little bit of <laughs> there. But uh -huh. um, yeah, that was such a, a powerful story and. Um, yeah, there was a lot of fun to work on that one. Yeah. I was just like, how is this woman alive? How is she not like a psychopath? She's yeah. gone through all this. Oh my gosh. So much. And she was, she was on set. I got to meet her and, oh, really? um, yeah, she's just really like kind of an enigmatic, like just charismatic, strong woman. And, mm -hmm. you know, just hearing her story and what she's been through and, um, kind of how she's 
used it to help other other people and, and mm. children in the foster care and kind of just to bring awareness yeah. to the topic um is really important yeah yeah i mean what a survivor holy cow i mean i i, I couldn't i couldn't believe it uh, it you know it's just so crazy that anybody could think that that's a better life for her than somebody willing to foster her that's just it's just so crazy it's it's baffling yeah mm. it really is uh yeah. so yeah i was gonna say it was that <laughs> what was that like to be one of the one of the horrible to play like a one of the horrible nurses but it sounds like you uh, were, yeah I was you were a little bit <laughs> a little bit nicer but um i mean even just to be around like the the mean nurses or to yeah. see like all the girls yeah it definitely it was it was a bit of a intense feeling and mm-hmm. um i know yeah. um you hope none of them go to methadone yet <laughs> like, oh, oh, exactly. it's funny because i they actually played the nurse judy is just like the sweetest loveliest like we actually we we met on that set we were become uh-huh. really good friends working together so it's just funny how but yeah i remember they got us in our costumes and they were these you know 1960s or 70s nurse hats and it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> so you have uh, Mary Bright coming up uh, for mm-hmm. Hallmark, and uh, this stars Jody Sweeten and uh, Andrew Walker, and like you said, directed by Gary Yates. Uh, why mm-hmm. don't you tell us a little bit about uh, the film and your role? Okay. So uh, Marion Bright uh, follows the story of Kate, uh, who runs her grandmother's um, company, which is a candy cane company called Marion Bright. And, um, you know, they're going through a little bit of trouble. They're needing to kind of, kind of rebrand or, you know, they're not doing as well in the market as they used to. So Andrew Walker plays, um, I actually can't remember his character's name. Um, it's, I think it's Gabe. Yep, that's it. That's 100% it. So Gabe comes and he's sort of sent in to help, you know, rejig and redesign the business and help. And of course, they they definitely have that opposites attract. Like they're Uh very heads in the beginning, not wanting to work together. And I play Sophie. I'm Kate's assistant and just kind of wants to keep everything running smoothly and, you know, very much believes in the company and what it stands for. And, um, I also have a uh, a little bit of a romance in this movie, mm. um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, Sophie and Pete, and he is lovely. Um, Derek played uh, him, and we just had so much fun together. And it was it was kind of fun because this is the first one I've gotten to do where I had a little bit of a romantic storyline as well. And yeah, I won't I won't ruin any more of the of the plot points, but it's it was so much fun to make, and Jody is just. I am the hugest Full House fan. So mm-hmm. I, I grew up watching Full House. Um, my name is also Stephanie. So I naturally, she yeah. was my favorite character. And I totally had a fangirl moment. I think about day three or day four of working with her. I'm like, okay, I just have to say, like, I was obsessed with the show and, you know, still am and <laughs> absolutely love your work. And she was, she was just such a, she was so much fun to work with, told the best stories. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool to meet somebody that you, you grew up watching yeah. on the the screen after school every day so that was a great experience well yeah she has had a really good uh i think little track record i guess on uh, for hallmark channel her her movie last year called entertaining christmas it it wasn't my favorite but i thought she was 
super charming in it and uh, and i think that that says a lot for somebody is that and i i really liked finding santa her i thought that yeah yeah finding santa (laughs) yeah it was i the script was really good in it uh because the story is kind of ridiculous but the dialogue was so funny i thought that they did such a good job with that and and, uh and i don't know i just think it's she has she brings a lot of comedy and physical comedy that you don't always get with hallmark uh leading ladies they don't always have that sort of yeah i like that I, I remember the first couple of days working with her and watching her and I, I actually noticed the same thing. I was like, she's mm-hmm. so good at just like getting the laugh and doing something with her face or her eyes. And, you know, as an actor, I'm always, you know, trying to look at what other people are doing and mm-hmm. what's working for them. And I was, I was definitely noticed she has a tremendous talent for that. Uh, I was going to ask, what kind of gets you, what would you say is your first thing that kind of draws you into, well, any kind of movie, but Hallmark movies in particular, would you say it's the story the plot the dialogue the acting yeah that's a good question i think that and it's so hard because this is so ephemeral it's so out of people's control but i think that chemistry is the biggest thing i can accept the dopiest story and maybe not the best dialogue but if the couple has chemistry and i'm feeling it between the two of them yeah that that is by far the biggest thing and you can have such a great script and if i'm just not feeling the couple yeah. then i'm not gonna like it as much uh, and i i definitely think that is by far the biggest factor and yeah. i i there there are a few things that kind of make make me love them like if uh if there's i i i do love it when they have an early kiss like that mm-hmm. it's pretty rare but that, like you don't like it you don't like it to take too long to kind of for them to get like yeah because yeah, yeah. i it's just it it makes everything more tense it makes things more exciting you have yeah, higher stakes it, it's sure. just better and uh and they don't do it very often uh and i know they like to kind of build up that intent that enthusiasm for like the the first kiss but uh but i uh I love it when they give us one just a little bit earlier. I think it really helps. And uh, I can't quite recall when when it happens in this one. I can't quite remember. <laughs> okay. if it's middle or I know uh, my character is very set on um, a proposal. So she's been dating oh. um, Pete for I think four or five years. It says in the in the story. Oh. And so she's very. She basically asks for Kate's help, like what she should do yeah. and how she can you know get him to propose and. It is fun when the movie has uh, kind of layers to it. It's not just the couple, but there's like secondary couples, secondary uh, characters that are funny or making me laugh or things like that, that I, I'm not as kind of, I don't notice the secondary characters as much as uh, my co-host Amber does, but it, it is definitely something that can can make it even better uh, movie. Sure. Uh, and there are definitely certain tropes that, I would say like 90% of the time I, I will like, uh, such as I, I really like the fake fiance, <laughs> like you're pretending to be engaged or, uh, your, your boyfriend that you've, <laughs> I mean, it's such a ridiculous plot. It's like, 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 you like it when somebody's pretending to be, yeah, yeah. They're okay. pretending like, okay. Oh, I have to bring somebody home for oh, Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, that's a yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i love that it's so ridiculous but yeah. i don't know i just think it's also always 
really fun. It's fun. Yeah. That's a favorite. I'm not as big a fan of the save the schoolhouse kind of a thing. Uh, yeah. And it just, cause the problem with this, the save the, save the farm, save the whatever mm -hmm. uh, is that they have no stakes because we don't believe for a second that they are actually going to, uh, that they're actually going to close anything. And, uh, and so that if for that, cause sometimes that will work, but usually that means that the chemistry was super good. Yeah. Because a lot of people, I feel like try to do, you've got mail, but what they forget about you've got mail is that in you've got mail, the store closes and she has to learn and grow as a person and she has mm -hmm. to absorb that and and they almost never have that kind of guts in these yeah. kind of movies yeah. and right. so i uh that that's the plot line that's probably that's the trope it's probably my least favorite yeah uh, but it can be done well if, it can you know. be done with the right chemistry yeah i think mm -hmm. um i agree with you on all those friends like the chemistry a lot of it is you know, the director, I think, picking actors that he thinks will work well together, but I, I know there's mm -hmm. always, like, a number of factors that go with chemistry, but, yeah, it's pretty awesome when you feel it. You're like, okay, this is, you know, we got this going. Yeah. Um, and then the secondary characters, I agree. Like, I always love the, you know, the Santa Claus figures or the Mrs. Clauses mm. or, you know, even I've played the assistants and the best friends. That's kind of my my role. And, um, yeah, it just sort of makes the picture a little more complete and gives it that depth that you were talking about, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the a really great example last year on Lifetime was one called Christmas Pen Pals. And what was really great about this movie is that they had, uh, they had the main couple, Niall Mater and Sarah Drew, who were great. Uh, I love Sarah Drew. Oh, I know. I but I, I remember you seeing the commercial. should watch it. It's so okay. good. And the whole town has this tradition of writing, of doing a pen pal at Christmas. And so they match them all up and they don't know who their pen pal is. Yeah. And so you get to see all these little relationships and not just the main relationship and they're all writing to each other. And it was, I like that. it was so cute. And uh, so that's like kind of my dream movie. <laughs> in a lot of ways so that all <laughs> the elements like, you can't beat it it's got yeah. all the elements i mean uh -oh. i think that they should do a a pen uh christmas pen pal every season why not oh. you just have different people writing letters and it would be great oh good that's smart <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh <laughs> i do also love christmas carol any it's it's i would say about 90 percent of versions of christmas carol i like there's a few that are just outright terrible but well, and any part, I really love, I love the story. Yeah. It goes back to what we were saying earlier about the Shakespeare, like that some yeah. storylines are just, they're going to work and yeah. no matter how many times you kind of remake them or reimagine them, they still have those elements and, um, kind of can go through transcend all the eras and time and still yeah. be, you know, a story that we all love. And, and I think it's the, the recognition of it too, you know, yeah. the nostalgia of a story mm -hmm. that we're familiar with and Christmas well, is so yeah. much about nostalgia. Yeah. Well, and I just love the whole idea of, of there are no, well, no lost causes that anybody yeah. can be redeemed. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and so that's why I love it so much. And, and so that's, 
there's it's it's an interesting thing because to a lot of people they see these movies as oh they're all the same how can you like one and dislike the other but but they're not <laughs> no oh yeah no. <laughs> they're really not uh, so yeah. it's it's an interesting thing but i'm excited about marrying bride i think it looks really cute and I, I, i'm very excited to see it as well i mean i get to see little kind of bits and pieces mm-hmm. sometimes we've got to go back in the studio and do things like that so you always get like a little peek Mm -hmm. um so I have a little teaser as well but yeah I'm definitely very excited for this one yeah well and that makes me more excited to hear that there's some hear about those uh secondary characters and there's a secondary relationship and stuff because that will be really fun and and I I just I feel like Jody and Andrew will have good chemistry so I'm I'm excited yeah we had it we had a ton of fun making the movie yeah, everybody got along really well. It was like, I was really sad when Jody had to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully she can come back and do another one here or I can do yeah. one with her. Another. Yeah. That would be cool. All mm-hmm. right. Well, we like to end our interviews with some fun, silly questions. And okay. we have the holiday version of the questions here for you. So here we go. Right. What is your favorite holiday drink? Hmm. Okay. Um... Oh, hot chocolate. Hmm. I know it's kind of classic, but yeah. if, I, if I had to pick one, like I think, yeah, it's hot cocoa. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong. Do you put like whipped cream or marshmallows yeah. on top? Yeah, uh, probably I prefer marshmallows, but I wouldn't say no to whipped cream. <laughs> very, very, very good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was one, I think it was Christmas in Evergreen, there were three that <laughs> made me die laughing. One of them, one of them last year had or, or two, Christmas every two, it, it made me die laughing because there was like this roaming hot cocoa cart that was it like, there was at like the skating rink. It was at the, like, I'm pretty the, sure we might have a hot cocoa stand. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was really funny. I'm like, it's always there. It's always there. <laughs> there it is. Spot the cocoa cart. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. What is your favorite holiday cookie or treat? Okay. Whew. Um, so many to choose from. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's go with shortbread cookies. Oh yeah. That sounds yummy. Yeah. Classic. Just the buttery mm-hmm. icing sugar. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. What is your favorite Christmas song or carol? Oh, so many again. I think I've always loved, um, I really like rocking around the Christmas tree, like mm-hmm. the Brenda Lee version. Yeah. Um, which is in Home Alone. Right. Uh, but also, okay, I'm going to pick two for this. Uh, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas by Bing Crosby. That's my favorite Christmas song. Is Have Yourself yeah. a Merry Little Christmas. I, yeah. Especially Judy Garland for me. But whoever oh. sings it, I love. Yeah, you know? it's a beautiful song. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What is your favorite Christmas movie? that you watch every year uh, I have a few uh it's a wonderful life it's definitely one of them I usually watch that on Christmas day and I also as I just mentioned really love Home Alone yeah Home Alone is is another formative movie of my life I, I saw it when I I was nine years old I saw it and, with my grandparents and it was the first comedy that I ever really remember laughing hard yeah. in the theater at Oh, it's a great movie. It's, yeah. It's so it's so empowering for kids that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an empowering <laughs> movie for children. It really is. Very cool. Okay. Uh what is your favorite holiday tradition? You do every year. 
Edition. I have a lot. I think I would have to say, uh, well, I mean, decorating the tree goes without saying, but I also really like wrapping gifts. Um, mm -hmm. My mom and I always would have a big wrapping station and we would kind of organize all our ribbons and bows and we made it like very organized. And that was always one of my favorite parts. And I, I still, I do that with my niece now. We wrap gifts for people and we, we take it very seriously. So we have a little wrapping <laughs> station. Oh, cool. Good. Yeah. All right. Uh, so what's a memorable Christmas gift, speaking of wrapping, that you either gave or received? Okay. Then I Did gave you have a Red Ryder BB gun moment as a child or anything like that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I have a few, but I remember getting, uh, I remember being five and I got this beautiful white stuffed dog and it wasn't wrapped and it was this big, like large, almost like, mm -hmm. you know, child as dog under the tree. So I remember running down and seeing Aww. that. That was like my favorite for, for many, many years. That's um, so cute. I specifically remember the Barbie minivan being uh -huh. a big deal because it was you know, the Barbie minivan. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. <laughs> That's funny, Barbie minivan. Yeah. <laughs> gotta look at it. Remember, <laughs> it was obviously very important to me. It's the soccer mom of Barbies, I guess. That's funny. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what's your favorite, Scrooge or the Grinch? Scrooge. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, what would you like better, clear lights or colored? Colored. Uh, I tend to like sort of the more vintage retro vibe for Christmas. Like I'm yeah. really into the kind of kitschy 1970s trees because that's kind of the type I grew up with. Mm -hmm. Though I do love like a nice classic simple light as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Very good. All right. Uh, what's, what's your favorite snowball, a snowball fight or building a snowman? Um, probably building a snowman. Uh, snowball fights. Yeah, definitely fun. But I, I like the, the creativity that comes into designing the snowman, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, you already basically answered this, but as are you a good gift wrapper or not? Sounds like you're an expert. Ex excellent gift wrapper. <laughs> yeah. Okay, can do all sorts of ribbon formations. Oh, okay. Uh, so last question. What is your ugliest Christmas sweater? <laughs> um, oh, I had a good one back in the day that sort of had like four different sections. And in each section it had like one was like a gift and one was a Christmas tree and one was a candy cane. And it was just, you know, red and had the pom-poms and all that jazz. But <laughs> favorite one I've ever worn would have been in a dream of Christmas mm. where it was almost like a Santa Claus gnome that was uh, on the sweater. So that would be my, my favorite I've ever worn. Oh, that's cool. That's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They can yeah. have some pretty, and it's funny when you see the same sweater in different movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. 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 <laughs> There's one with, uh, there's a reindeer one that has been in a number of movies. It's, it's, we, we kind of yeah. joke that there's the uh, Hallmark Cinematic Universe because you see the same gazebo over yeah. and over again. <laughs> you see the same. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> like when I, when I go to Vancouver, I'm going to be like, I know every, I know every inch of this town. <laughs> I've seen it all. Yeah. Winnipeg, Ottawa, lots of places in Canada. Yeah, yeah it's, it's um, we definitely... We do reuse some of the set pieces. Obviously, yeah. there's some new design involved, but it's kind of fun that it's it's yeah. shared. It's all part of the, the Hallmark world. 
yeah yeah it's it's it makes it kind of fun so well there you go you passed the test (laughs) making christmas movies (laughs) we are very excited for marrying bright it's gonna be a lot of fun and and uh do you have any social media or anything like that that you want to share i do yeah um my instagram is um just my name steph uh just the first part of my name steph m-o-r-o-z and that's my instagram you can follow me there and I'm really excited to see the movie as well. So thank you so much for having me. Yeah, that's, it was great to talk with you. And uh, let us know if you're listening, let us know in the comment section or on Twitter. If you have any, uh, if you have any um, comments or thoughts, we'd love to hear, hear from you. And thanks again, Stephanie. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And I hope you have a very Merry Christmas. <laughs> you too. Okay. Bye. I'd like to thank Stephanie for coming on the podcast. It was so much fun to talk with her. And make sure you're following the podcast at Homemakers Pod and Homemakers Podcast, all of our social media, and on iTunes and YouTube. If you're listening on iTunes, please give us your ratings and reviews. If you're listening on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. We are really hoping to get to 1,000 subscribers by the end of the year, so we'd really appreciate that. And consider becoming a patron of the channel. We have giveaways on a regular basis. We have lots of fun discussion, uh, and it's only starting at $2 to uh, join and become a patron. We sure appreciate that. So that'll be all in the description section. Please follow me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, and on iTunes and YouTube, and on Rod Tomatoes. And uh, thanks again to Stephanie, and Merry Christmas. We'll talk to you later. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by Hallmarkies for Hallmarkies. For more information about how you can leave your mark on Hallmarkies, visit hallmarkiespodcast.com, link in the description.